podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And I'm joined by my lovely, lovely week one co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on? Things are happening. So many things are happening. Things are happening all over the place. I can't believe that we are we are here. It is week one of the of the 2015 NFL season. All of the all of the takes that that you have made that have burned so many Twitter accounts and so many people's eyes. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for for their for their eyeballs. Um, uh, I, I have to say that I was um, delighted to see that other people have the nightmare in which uh, you wake up on Sunday morning or you wake up like during the games, right before the games, only to realize that you haven't set any daily lineups. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had that last night. Oh, get out of here. Dude, I, I'm not even kidding you right now. I, I had I actually had it wasn't it, it was it was I made like three lineups and I only put like fifteen dollars in or something like that and I was really devastated because I, I felt really good about week one yeah. and I, I didn't perform well. Uh, uh, it, fantasy anxiety dreams are the the world's most first world problem. Oh oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, that's incredible. But I saw it. I saw people uh, on Twitter. I think uh, Nick Mencio, um, a couple other a couple other guys were talking about it. Um, uh, Matt Harmon was saying, you know, I've had that dream before, and it's a horrible dream. Like you know, the game, oh, yeah. the games are on. People are scoring touchdowns. Fans are going crazy, and you open up your laptop only to realize that you have nothing going on. I mean, it's very similar to the dream. I get this dream a lot, uh, where you like, like I, I scheduled myself for a class, mm-hmm. like for a, for a college course, and then the semester ends, and I realize that I just I didn't even know that I had signed up for it, and I never went to it. I, or similar, similarly, like like you know, you, you had a test or something that you had no idea was happening, uh, uh, or a paper due. JJ, I, right. I, that that dream, the first dream that you said, the the one about signing up for a class and never going to it, that yeah. that has got to be. A universal sort of like post school anxiety. Yeah, what is what's dream. that dream? Because dude? because I've only heard it. I've only heard that dream from you know from graduates. I mean from you know from people who have been out of college for three, four, or five years. Right. And 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 but but that dream is real and it's and it's terrifying because you're lost. Like you, oh, it's horrible. You don't, you don't know where the the class is. You don't know why you haven't been there. Right. It's 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 very very bad. Like and you wake up and you think for a good 5 minutes that it it happened to you. Oh, for sure. And then Because it's so real. It's a very real thing. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I mean I mean, I mean not that I ever like signed up for a course and just didn't show up. But. Well, yeah, but I mean it just seems real. I, and I know people tune into this podcast to hear our our dream takes. Dream takes, yeah. No, we we love we love giving dream takes. What are some of the other dreams that you have, Denny? <laughs> uh, recurring. I, I honestly only the school stuff is recurring. Like like a term paper that's due, and the the TA is walking up the aisles, uh, yeah. up the papers, and I'm like, oh, do I have time to write the paper right now? Maybe I can. Maybe I can just right. jot it down on the back of this napkin. 
Right, right, and then probably the napkin that you that you're using at the bar while you're <laughs> while you're while you're sipping your seltzer water. Well, yeah, while I'm while I'm drinking. Uh, did you how many how many seltzer waters did you drink today? Uh, today, you know, I I kept it to four. I thought that four. That you had four seltzer water. Did you were you at the bar today? I I, I did. I I did go to the bar from about uh, eleven to two. Yeah. And you—that's where you consume the four seltzer waters. Yeah, it was just me and the bartender. I mean, we were we were all alone. Did you do? Do you do you talk to the bartenders? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's that I give. I and also just for everyone's you know edification, I tip well when I'm like like asking like for four or five or six uh, uh, seltzer waters or, or club sodas. Um, and by the way, I don't have a definitive take on seltzer versus club soda. Yeah, that was a common question. Which is, which is, you know, which probably makes me a terrible fan of of both uh, yeah. uh, drinks. But I, I think I prefer club soda, so I think I'll just go with team club soda. How do you feel about the drinks that, like the flavored water drinks, like the like the Crystal Light stuff? Yeah, that that's garbage, and it should be outlawed by the federal government. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm kind of on the same. Like I've <laughs> I've I've tried it. Like I've I've. I've like I've said to myself like, hey, maybe I'm going to do this yeah. and it'll be fun, and it's never fun. Oh no, it's horrible! Like it's the it's the it's the light it's the real life equivalent of having those classroom dreams. Yeah, no. So Melissa and I like really gave that a real effort when we first got married, and we were like, we're not drinking soda anymore because I used to drink an absurd amount of Coke Zero, and yeah. um, and so we tried to switch to what was that called? What, what uh, like Crystal Light? Like crystal Light. Uh, and like the was, little powder things. Yeah, it was like choking down medicine. Yeah, yeah, it's not very good. But it's not not only it's just like it's I don't know. It feels dirty. Just drink water. Don't it, or or even, I I would even say drink seltzer water. Oh wow! Instead of doing that. Well, that's that's something. People kept asking, "Am I team seltzer water if I put vodka in it every time?" <laughs> and I said, "I said sure. I mean, you know, why not?" Yeah, why not? I'm sure that's I'm sure that's what the bartender is is wanting you to do whenever you're at the bar although but no no but no you're cheap well no but it's it's like 1108 a.m so <laughs> <not, laughs> i mean and then and then you wonder why you're the only person at the bar right right i'm not you know i have to wait till at least 11 15 to get right. to get get my drink on you know? yeah i hear you well let's uh let's start talking about about well before we before two things before we start talking about week one stuff the first thing is Go to lateroundqb.com slash shop, buy a t-shirt, and save a child. Every dollar that we get is going to No Kid Hungry, and we want you to take pictures of you wearing that shirt, and we will retweet it and tell you how much we love you whenever you take that picture and put it on the Twitter. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing, Denny, why don't you talk about the second thing? Yeah, so we are sponsored this season by... Uh, dailyfantasycafe.com uh, you can uh, check out all their uh, I mean various they have forums uh, they have a daily uh, fantasy academy they have lots of uh, breakdowns articles they have um, uh, tools that I that I'm actually using to um, to write a weekly DFS game by game breakdown which should be out um, uh, should be out Thursday morning uh, so their tools they have uh, projections uh, the uh, a lineup optimizer tool, and what I what I find really cool is the what they call the stack generator. So mm. you can you can uh, filter through, uh, you know, any kind of stack that you want. You want a um, you know you want a quarterback wide receiver stack. Do you want like a like a three headed stack like a like a QB uh, wide receiver tight end stack? 
and you can see which which are the highest scoring um, uh, stacks according to what you're looking for. And uh, and it's it's it, it might be surprising sometimes. I mean, not all of the highest scoring stacks are you know like like you know Julio and Matt Ryan or or Dez and Romo. I think that you would be surprised at some of the um, the week one stacks. So I use that tool to write to write the article. And yeah, so really uh, check it out when you guys get a chance. Uh, DailyFantasyCafe.com. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll be they're sponsoring us uh, throughout the season. Uh, so definitely get on that and go check them out. All right, Denny. Week one, we are here. We're gonna talk streamers. For those of you who have not listened to us in the past during the season, if you joined us this summer, the format is very very straightforward. Denny gives defensive picks. I give quarterback picks. Uh, and, and we, you know, we talk that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to comment on your defensive picks and you're allowed to comment on my quarterback picks. It's Are not we, just, it's not just us talking. That's not my contract. Independent, <laughs> independently. Um, and then, and then we both kind of just, just throw darts at the board with the, with our tight end picks, which is generally, which, which is generally how it goes. Just to, just to reiterate what we've talked about so much over the summer is that with Defense defense is easiest to predict generally, just because it's a team. It's it's a, a a team that's going against a team. It's very easy to kind of see how things are going to go down, especially with Vegas. Um, but you you break things down even even deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then quarterback is kind of next, just because of the sample size that you get from the quarterback position in terms of attempts. And then tight ends are really tough to predict and super volatile because. Not a lot of tight ends are running an ex- absorbent amount of routes, so mm-hmm. uh, because of that, you know you 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 need you basically need them to score a touchdown for them to be to be viable streamers. But at the same time, hopefully during your drafts, you picked people like you know Tyler Eifert or like Sam Bradford, those kind of high upside late round guys that hopefully you won't need to stream. That's something that we've talked about a ton on this podcast throughout the summer. Yeah, I, I think that there were plenty of, of tight ends in the in the in the round nine through twelve range mm-hmm. that that you could be starting week one and and you know look forward to starting in week two. I mean, right. you, know, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to. Uh, you're not legally required to stream, especially in like a ten team league. I mean, that's that's you know, you, there's no there's no need unless your guy goes down to injury. That's Right. And, and the, the thing too, is that, you know, we're going to keep our ownership percentages down on the podcast with a lot of the recommendations that we give, but like week one, especially like with quarterbacks, you know, we, we both talked about this. Like we, you know, spoiler alert, we love Carson Palmer this week. Right. <laughs> but his, his ownership percentage is up on ESPN. I think it's like 45 to 50%. So, you know, of course we're, we're going to like Carson Palmer the most, but we don't want that to be our streaming pick because that, that leads all of you down the wrong direction, down the wrong path. You know, we want to give you legitimate guys that are on most waiver wires so that you can yeah. plug them in your lineups, hopefully get 15 to 20 points from them and then kind of move on to the next week. Yeah, we just want to protect our mentions. Mostly. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to, it's really the real reason we're, we're, we're protecting ourselves from the people that start yelling at us for saying that Carson Palmer is a streamer this week, even though, in almost every casual league, Carson Palmer is available. Is on the waiver wire, and the people that usually drafted Carson Palmer are doing did so because of his Week One matchup. So they are streaming anyway. So exactly. Well, I, I mean, even when we suggest a quarterback with like a ten percent ownership percentage, we're we're bound to hear from a couple people who say, yeah. "But but he's owned in my league. You're frost." Right. right. Yeah. It's it's bound to happen. We can't we can't cater to everyone, but we're you know we're trying, guys. We try so hard. We try so hard. All right, Denny. All right. Talk some defense. Defense. Uh, 
two stand out. So I, I published my uh, defensive streaming scores on thefakefootball.com. Um, the highest streaming score of the week belongs to Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm not, and this is matchup based. Remember, everybody, this is not me judging the uh, proficiency or talent level of a defense. Um, but matchup wise, it doesn't get much better. I mean, we we try to ch- we try to check three boxes here when we're streaming defenses. One, uh, they're favored by Vegas. Two, they're at home. And three, they're playing a, a turnover prone quarterback or just a bad offense in general that will have to throw the ball. And mm. so that's what we have here. All three boxes are checked by the by the Bucks at home favored, and they're playing against a rookie. A rookie I like. I mean, I like Mariota, and and I'm not saying that he's gonna gonna be bad, but he's in a hostile environment. His first game, that offense is bad. That offensive line is probably probably terrible. Um, they have no, uh, you know, they have no real running attack uh, to to keep the pressure off of him. So. Uh, I I see the Bucks not only as having a really nice floor, but I think that they have have a a, a pretty a pretty hefty ceiling as well. Yeah. Um, that's actually that's a it's an interesting pick because I don't think a lot of people are on them. But again, I think a lot of that has to do with the way people drafted. You know, a lot of you know, like me for instance, I, I targeted the Jets defense in every draft that I I could mm-hmm. just because of their Week One matchup. Whereas I think. People didn't necessarily look at the Bucks because everything was wide open for them during their draft. So yeah. I think it's a I think it's a really interesting pick. I don't disagree with the pick at all. I think Vegas sets it up really well, uh, and and it makes sense. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, the, the Jets. Uh, their streaming score is much lower than the Bucks, but they uh, they obviously make for the, probably the most sensible play because again yeah. they check all those boxes. They're at home favored, playing Josh McCown, who uh, right. in in losses. Is is actually much much worse than he is in wins, yeah. uh, um, over the course of his um, not so illustrious career. So it's uh, it's something you know something where I would not blame anybody for for streaming the Jets over over the Bucks or or whoever. Um, but you know, streaming score wise, the Bucks have the um, yeah. the, the the upper hand. So yeah, th- those are those are two, and then um, and and I guess I guess I should should mention a third. Um, I guess the the Dolphins are the Dolphins. Yeah, are pretty high on. They're they're up in like the ninety percent. I think, and I I was told that the Bills are owned in like every league. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. For the most part, like people it's, people draft people draft them because they were good. They're good, and now they're playing the Colts. Because see, I but, I, I was going to point to them as a sneaky play. Well, they are. I think there's okay. This is a good. This is good DFS advice though, yeah. because I think I think they're a good sneaky GPP play. In DFS, just because people are going to be so turned off by Andrew Luck, but at the same time, you we know that Andrew Luck is is turnover prone. Yeah, he he really is, and and you know they're they're at home. Uh, uh, Rich Rebar has a lot of good stats on how good the Bills' defense was last year in his uh, Roto World column uh, today, uh, and you know they're they're stout, and so I'm you know I guess I guess if you drafted the Bills in, in like the tenth round for whatever reason, I guess you're starting them. Right. Uh, this week, but but yeah, the two I would focus on are the Jets and the Bucks. Awesome, sweet. Uh, let me. I'll get into some quarterbacks. Um, I'll start with the guy that I think both of us, just given you know the parameters that we're trying to set, which is roughly twenty percent or fewer leagues that this guy is owned in, the quarterbacks are owned in, and so on. Uh, you know, we both talked about this. I think our guy basically is Andy Dalton this week. Um, 
Now, don't go starting Andy Dalton over Carson Palmer, over Sam Bradford, over Eli, over Tony Romo. It's crazy. All of those guys that were drafted in like the ninth to 13th round this season in, in drafts are, have such good matchups week one. I know. Like all, like every single one of them. Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill being another one, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, don't go starting Andy Dalton over them, in my opinion at least. Yeah. I know that Andy Dalton doesn't feel very comfortable um, because it's Andy Dalton, but the Oakland secondary is really bad. If there's a if there's a weakness, which there is in the Oakland defense, it's definitely their secondary. TJ carries their number one corner, who's who was a seventh round draft pick last year. Um, Andy Dalton has historically done well against uncommon opponents. Now, this was something really interesting that uh, that Joe Goodberry on Twitter brought up, uh, but basically. Andy Dalton splits whenever he plays common and uncommon opponents. Essentially, common opponents are division rivals, got teams that he's played over the last two years. Uncommon opponents are teams that he hasn't played over the last two years. So over the last, I can't remember how long it was. Let me. See. I think it's actually over his career. Andy Dalton against uncommon opponents has a sixty-nine point six three percent completion percentage. Uh, he has a th- he has. A quarterback rating of 105. Wow! Uh, and that's that's again whenever he's facing common opponents, uh, it's it's 70.1. I'm not sure what the time frame is. It might be over the last couple of years. Um, I think it is over the last couple of years. But it's it's insane the splits that he has. Not only that, but he's averaged almost four more fantasy points per game as a favorite versus an underdog over the last two seasons, which the Bengals are favorites. Um, and that's that's pretty common among quarterbacks that they would be better as favorites. Uh, Rich Rebar has done a lot of good work yeah. with that. Um, against top half and bottom half defenses over the last two years, he scored 10 more fantasy points per game against bottom half defenses. Uh, and against bottom half defenses as a favorite. So you're kind of combining those two things. Uh, so there's eight games worth of data here. He's averaging over 27 points per game over those eight games. Like it's it's insane when he's... When he is a favorite, uh, and when he's facing a def- a, a bottom half pass defense, Andy Dalton is like a legit QB one. Uh, man, that's that, like a legitimate QB one. I'm yeah. not even. I mean, like, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers esque numbers wise. Yeah, it's I mean, that, but that's 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 how he ended up as the number three quarterback. Yeah, he was a top five that one year. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he did that by by you know nuking really bad teams. Right, so I think that's that puts him in a really good position here in Week One. I wish it was at home. I really wish it was in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I think that that he's a good play. I think AJ Green is going to have a great game. I think that there's a you know I love I love the Dalton Green maybe even Eifert stack uh, in tournaments this week in DFS. All of his, all his weapons are finally healthy. This offense has a chance to be dynamic at least against bad defenses, and that's exactly what he gets Week One. So that's like, that, yeah. that's our that's our that's our first pick. Yeah, I like um, I like him a lot. I mean, I think that he's a he's a, a great DFS play as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the next one is also uh, an interesting DFS play just because of his price point, and that is Ty God Taylor. Ty God, he is Alex Smith's right hand man in heaven. <laughs> so you know, like I'm not I'm not as into Tyrod necessarily right right away this season as a lot of people are, just because. When it comes to rushing quarter, I like, I, I like you know, this is the way I play fantasy football. It's a little bit from the opposite of you, but I like the, the floor from, from a quarterback's arm. I don't like the volatility from his legs. So, you know, I, Rich, again, I'm referencing Rich again because we were talking about this, but um, 
he mentioned, you know, the, the, the rushing aspect should be icing on the cake for these guys. And, right. and the thing that's, that's not great with a guy like Tyrod Taylor is that his matchup against Indianapolis, not only is he an underdog where he's going to be playing from behind, but uh, the Indian, the, the Colts secondary is, is their strength on defense. Vontae Davis is very good. Uh, so I think that's kind of the, the scary pot part pot, the scary pot with Tyrod. <laughs> um, the, the bills also have a fairly low over under at, at, 21.75 points as a team total um and, and they're three-point underdogs as i mentioned against the colts and buffalo so you know there are definitely things going against tyrod but if you want to play tyrod in a deeper league obviously play dalton over tyrod but if you're if you want to play tyrod in a deeper league i can't blame you because he has that upside with his legs i mean there's a very legitimate possibility that he rushes for i think it's it's probably probable that he rushes for 40 to 50 yards this week so sure you know that right there gives you somewhat of a floor uh, and then you just have to hope that he can throw, you know, over 150 yards and maybe get a touchdown in there as well. I think, you know, think back to, do you remember that that Terrell Pryor game against the Colts oh, a couple years ago? Do I? Yeah. Right, right. Where he, he scored over 20 fantasy points. And he, the thing, the thing that was different there though, that, you know, it's easy to forget is that Terrell Pryor actually threw the ball pretty well in that game. So I think, you know, there's reason, there's reason to be hesitant with Tyrod Taylor just because, he doesn't have experience. We don't know what kind of true passer he is in a regular season game. Uh, you know, the other thing too is if you look at quarterback performances last year, uh, thirty-four quarterbacks uh, had a QB one performance while throwing one or fewer touchdowns, which really isn't a lot considering considering there are twelve QB one performances every single week, and only thirty-four of them were through one or fewer touchdowns. And then of those, about half of them uh, threw for at least three hundred yards or half of them had at least one rushing touchdown. So I think that if you really want Tyrod to be a QB1 this week, he needs to score a rushing touchdown because I'm not sure he's going to throw multiple touchdown passes. No, I, I think that that's a, that's a long shot. I mean, the, the, thing, the thing that I... Sorry if you heard Xavier. <laughs> uh, Hi, Xavier. Uh, so I think that the thing that makes uh, Tyrod, Ty God, sorry, uh, attractive is that he... Um, you know, running quarterbacks require a, a neutral or positive game script to utilize their rushing prowess and, you know, and their passing ability if, if they have any. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's what you have here. I, I just don't see the scenario in which Indianapolis comes into Buffalo and just dominates them. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and for what it's worth, number fire analytics are really into Buffalo in this game. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I mean, look at look at the Vegas line and, and the point totals for each team, and I think that you'll see that this is not – I mean, it, on the surface, it looks like, like a potential blowout, which we, we would not – I would be totally out on Ty, on Ty God if that were the case. But right. – um, but in this case, I think that he, they can keep it, you know, close to the vest. I think that his upside rushing wise is a hundred yards. I, I'm, I'm not going to throw a touchdown in there cause that's presumptuous, right. but, um, but you know, I, so I think that he makes a great, like two QB play. Right. Play. Uh, or and, deep league, deep league. Oh yeah. Or like if you're in a, if you're in a 14 or 16 team league, right. then, then yeah, I mean, you should, you should be comfortable with that, but like a 10 and 12, there's no reason. Right. That's that's when you just go Dalton. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I get a lot. I've gotten a lot of questions. I'm sure you have too about uh, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota this week yeah. playing one another. I can't get behind it. I just I can't. We saw last year what what uh, relying on a rookie quarterback did to our streaming Frankenstein. I mean, we had 
like literally our two worst weeks, we we got to combine six points from Blake Bortles and Johnny Manziel. Sure, that, that's anecdotal, but at the same time, it's kind of logical too that you're playing these inexperienced guys who are going to have kind of high variance even in good matchups. And then the other thing too is that I mean the the over under in that game is super low. Yeah. I mean it's really it's I think it's like forty one and a half. So you know because of that, I just if I were to play one, I think I would play Jameis. Uh, do you agree? As long as Mike Evans is healthy, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's it's not good. Like, I I don't want to play either of them. Yeah, I just no, don't. I don't either. I mean, it, if if uh, I I think that Mariota will have to pass a lot. So I like like a guy like Kendall Wright, let's say. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I, I, you know what? I guess I would. I guess I would have to go Winston there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's just it's just not a very attractive matchup to me. It's not like they they were amazing in the preseason no. either. So you know there, there's just there's no reason to to dig that deep. Just go with Dalton. Dalton's available in like just as many leagues as these guys are. So mm-hmm. go with a guy like Dalton, who's you know yeah he's not very good, but at least he's safe and and he has a great matchup. Yeah, no, I mean I think Dalton is a far superior play. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Denny, let's talk tight ends. Give us a tight end to stream this week. I am – so no one can complain about not going deep enough on the waiver wire for this one, okay? Nobody, even if you're in a Ravens home league, okay? <laughs> and, no, Crockett Gilmore, all right? We, we mentioned him last year, actually, I think. We did. We, yeah, we streamed We streamed him last year. Yeah, it didn't work out, but – Yeah, he, he floated down the river. He, just, <laughs> he didn't, really, didn't really get out. Yeah, he floated down Clay Harbor, unfortunately. <laughs> right. um, uh, but so so Gilmore, um, just uh, in case you missed it, yeah, is the starting tight end for the Ravens. Uh, it's not Max Williams, um, and then uh, you know um, Owen Daniels uh, was able to be uh, somewhat of a, of a nice fantasy producer in that role last year. I know it's uh, I know Mark Trestman uh, came in and Gary Kubiak left. Um, but uh, Joe Flacco has uh, never shied away from his tight ends, as we saw with Dennis Pitta, rest in peace, um, and um, and, and then Daniels last year. Um, so so Gilmore Gilmore flashed a little bit in um, uh, in the preseason uh, uh, against Washington. He's a giant, by the way. He's six six two fifty six, and uh, I think that there's a lot of reason to expect. Uh, Flacco and the Ravens offense to take to the air, you know, early and often in in this one against Denver. Um, uh, I just don't, I don't see a game where Flacco only throws 20, <clears throat> 25 times. Um, so, you know, I, uh, the, the Broncos were the sixth most generous team to tight ends to opposing tight ends last year. Um, and so if, if Gilmore is the starting tight end, which they say he is, He's going to run 25, 30 pass routes. And like we talked about, pass routes are important and red zone opportunities are important. And who do they have? Who do they have? Right. Nothing. They have nothing. They have, they have, they have the ghost of Steve Smith. Um, uh, and, and force it out of the backfield. And that's, that's it. And that's it. They have two, two old players yeah. so, and no one playing that second wide receiver role. And, yeah. And, and I think I see Gilmore – as as just a, a mismatch, you know. I mean, he's he's like I said, he's a giant, uh, uh, and and uh, you know, I I think that he could see volume. I think that I, I don't think that you know seven or eight targets is out of, out of the question for him in this game. Yeah. So I I, lo- I really like Gilmore um, as a, as a GPP play on because uh, he's he's minimum price. 
Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean that that uh when when you mentioned when we were talking about who we were going to talk about it at tight end on the podcast and you mentioned Gilmore. I mean that was a guy that was on kind of my short list as a streamer this week for the exact same reason. You're going to you're going to have volume in that game from Flacco. So that doesn't matter as much the quarterback position as it does his skill position. So it matters a lot for wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. So that just makes Gilmore a really interesting option. And we know that there's a huge, huge void in that offense in terms of where these targets are going to go. There's almost there's almost no way that the Ravens are going to be able to just control the clock and run the football against Denver. There's just I, I just don't see that happening. No, I mean unless unless Peyton Manning is actually like falling off the cliff. No, that's not right. Right, and even even still though, it's you know Denver Denver's defense is not bad, especially stopping the run. Like I think I think there's plenty of reason to believe that Flacco is going to have to throw the ball in this game. And I, you know the the Broncos are favorites in the game, which which obviously favors that game script. Uh, so I, I like Gilmore as a really, really, you know, a deep option, but actually a very logical option. I know, yeah. I don't see, like, um, uh, I th- thank, thank the Lord baby Jesus, I don't uh, make weekly rankings anymore. But I <laughs> I think I would have him near, near like, a top 12 play. Right, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not not against it at all <laughs> you're, uh, you're you're not not opposed to it i got it yeah I'm, no i'm not i'm i think it's i think it's really solid play the the guy i mean the guy that i'm gonna bring up is another like under the radar he's been under the radar for he's forever because he hasn't been relevant since like 1994 but it's it's ben watson uh he's been running with the ones throughout the entire offseason and into the preseason uh everyone wants josh hill to be a thing because he's the more athletic tight end to kind of replace jimmy graham yeah but 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 everything is pointing to ben like literally everything everything is pointing to ben watson being that tight end Mm -hmm. like everything because they're they're actually playing him so you know we shouldn't expect ben watson who's like 35 to be jimmy graham but but the you know the the interesting part here is that they're facing Arizona this week. The Saints are, mm-hmm. and Arizona was the fifth worst team against tight ends last year. Year before that, they were absolutely atrocious against tight ends. It's been a common theme with this defense. I think, I think that you're kind of hoping for a touchdown because touchdowns correlate most to, to tight end production more than any other position. But at the same time, I think I think Watson can kind of carve out like a decent role. Like it, it's, I don't think it's to the to the extent of, of uh, as Crockett Gilmore in terms of volume. But he's going to see more efficient passes because of his quarterback, um, and, and there's going to be there there could be better scoring opportunity, uh, opportunities for him. So I don't mind Ben Watson this week uh, if you're if you're really needing to dig deep. Uh, Josh Hill truthers are not going to be happy with this, but uh, I mean Drew Brees literally came to JJ's house and was like, "Hey, Ben Watson is our starting tight end." Right. He so. told me, he told me, he's like, you need to get people to start streaming him. I didn't, honestly, I didn't pick up on it. Like with my MFL 10 drafts, probably until August started. Uh, and, and that's when I started drafting Watson, you know, in like the 20th round. But I really, I really don't see why he, you know, we, we want Josh Hill to be something that he's just not, that they don't want him to. And I could be completely wrong with that. And Josh Hill certainly has more upside but right now, week one, looking within this this week one uh, schedule, mm-hmm. I think Ben Watson is the guy. I I like him. I I have him stacked with Breeze in a in a couple uh, tournament lineups. Yeah, there you go. There's there's a couple other guys we want to just bring up though. There, who was the one again that you just wanted to say? Um, was it was it Donald? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah you right. got you to mention your boy. Yeah, so Larry Donnell, uh, who we uh, – yeah, we did have success with him last year. Um, uh, Donnell is supposed to have the starting uh, gig again. He, he, he didn't at the end of last year because apparently – from what I've read in the New York press, uh, his um, pass blocking was particularly horrible. So right. they right. could they just couldn't keep him in. Uh, very often, and um, uh, he apparently has improved uh, blocking, both run blocking and pass blocking. Um, he's lost some weight, um, so he's not quite the dad runner that he was last Such year. Such a yeah, love it, love the love the losing weight narrative with tight ends. Keep going. I do too. I yeah, it's, do. it's yeah. a great narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't 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 be so fat, guys. Um, <laughs> but, uh, don't. Not everybody has to be Antonio Gates. Who's fatter, Jason Witten or Larry Donald? Oh, Witten. Yeah, easy, right? But but Gates is, you know, Gates wins it all. Why how, why is Gates so fat? Well, Gates looks like he's never exercised. Right. Fight. It's really Gates is like cuz he's a, you know, he's got the basketball background. He playing for Kent State. He he's like the guy when you go play pickup basketball that's like that's like morbidly obese and just stays down low all the time, just throws elbows like crazy, but, like just just crushing you down low. No, but but he scores thirty points in the pickup. Oh yeah, no, he's great yeah. though. He's really and he he's like he's like the really obese guy that can dunk. Yeah, you're, you're like how how? Yeah, right, right. He just doesn't make any sense at all. I don't understand. I mean, th- this guy, uh, you know, Gates has been uh, look has looked like he's walking on nails for the past right. past like five seasons. Yeah, I, it's 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 like how is he not how is he not just like shattered? I don't know. It's don't. it's it's mind boggling. It's amazing because he's he's like everything that I stand for in fantasy football. Right. I uh, know. I know. He's, he's old. and in life and in life. Yeah, he's like unsexy. I get it. Yeah, I hate I hate sexy <laughs> things. <laughs> Can't stand anything that's sexy for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So so back to Larry Donald. So so he's he can pass block now, yeah. and then the the game too is it's a favorable matchup. Yeah. So yeah, good good matchup. Uh, you know, high scoring game. Uh, I I like that. I really like that game to go over. I think it's at. I think Vegas has it at forty nine and a half right now. Um, I I really like that game. That Giants Cowboys game to go over. Uh, and it's so, one. Yeah. So, what is it? Fifty one. Oh, okay, fifty one. So uh, Donald is uh, is just like you know a super cheap play in a game that'll see a lot of passing and a lot of scoring. I I don't know. It just it, beyond that. I don't really have too too much of a reason, but you know, just getting back to DFS, like um, uh, I I like um, you know like a like a like a Romo Dez lineup with with Donald thrown thrown in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, and the last guy I just want to mention, who's owned in only thirty percent of ESPN leagues, who I think has season long upside. You know, obviously, you and I both love Tyler Eifert this year as like the the Kelsey of twenty fifteen. Um, but Jordan Reed, man, like they don't have a tight end right now. Reed is playing. I know that he's, he's a very, very fragile individual. Uh, but I, I got this tweet from Adam Leviton on Twitter. This is a small sample size alert, but I still found it interesting is that Jordan Reed and Kirk Cousins only played in two games together last year. And Reed went eight for 92 against Arizona. Again, a team that can't defend the tight end and then five for 54 against, against Tennessee, nice. which for for a tight end, I mean that's that's insane. I remember he's kind of that he kind of played that security blanket role for for Kirk Cousins. So it'll be very interesting uh, to see kind of how 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 he meshes with him this year. I don't love the matchup. Miami's defense is pretty good, 
But yeah, I think that he's he's still an interesting guy to target, not just for this week, but for from a season long perspective. Yeah, I think that uh, Washington's pass game could actually do okay in this one because just because they're not going to be able to run it too much, um, I could see Cousins going like eclipsing three hundred yards, but ha- still having a horrendous game. But that leaves that leaves somebody catching the ball, you know. Um, and and I like yeah, I like Reed as a as a safety valve. Yeah, awesome. So to recap, we have the the Jets and the Bucks at defense. Uh, the Bucks should be out there on a lot of waiver wires for sure. Andy Dalton and Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, and then Crockett Gilmore, Ben Watson, Larry Donnell, and Jordan Reed at tight end. Oh. That that rounds out week one. All right, Denny. Twitter question time. All right. We have a lot of them because people care about football now. The first one is at Greg Sauce. He says, how do your anti-Andre approach, how does your anti-Andre ap- approach apply to DeAndre's, Andrew's, Andrelton's, etc.? <laughs> I think that's a good question. I think it does apply because, you know, obviously we hate luck. So Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> next one is at Empty Auditorium. He says, question for you fine gents. Week one starter at QB. Bradford away versus Atlanta. Palmer at home versus the Saints. Is this where we're going to fight, Denny? Yeah, we're going to fight here. You, you're you taking Palmer over Bradford this I, week. I, yes. I can't. I, I can't. Look, he, he's at home. Palmer's at home. Uh, the Saints uh, defense uh, is nicked up. I know that they had some good news on the injury front in the secondary today. But There's Bird. Is Bird playing? Is that what came out? Possibly. I mean, yeah, like, Keenan Lewis is out though, which is big. Yeah, and I I don't know. I just I I I I like that game to be pretty high scoring. I mean, I don't I don't like it to be as high scoring as the Eagles um, Falcons game, which maybe I'm just pro- disproving my own point right now. But um, but I just I think Palmer uh, he has a safer floor. I say okay. that I say that with conviction. You can hear. Yeah. See, I think I think with with Bradford is they have the high they they have the highest team total aside from the Thursday night game aside from Tom Brady, so that's that's huge. You, you mean you mean Mad Tom Brady? Oh, sorry, yes, Mad Tom. Well, well, Mad Tom Brady. They they obviously had to fix that in Vegas. They added three points to their team total for for him being upset. Right, right, right. and it's it's important to uh, focus on narratives when you're choosing your quarterback. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, the Eagles are three-point favorites on the road in Atlanta. Atlanta's secondary has been arguably the worst secondary over the last two seasons. Bradford, again, has played phenomenally in the preseason. I think the offense in general, he's going to have a... He's, he's going to... like Okay, volume doesn't matter at the quarterback position. It really doesn't. But when you have such a high team total and you're going to see so much volume, that just means that there's the, a, a very good potential of scoring a touchdown. So I think... I think there's a lot of reason to like Bradford because of that. The offense is super efficient. It's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think Bradford in general could – I don't want to – I think that he's probably like – like he might be the third-best quarterback option this week. Wow. It might it might be Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Sam Bradford. That's strong. That's a, that's a good take. I, I, I really think that – I don't do that often. No, that was really, really unlike you. I just it felt I feel uncomfortable right now, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating a little bit. But yeah. like I really I really think that that Bradford, I mean, if you're if you want my honest opinion, that Bradford could be the third best quarterback this week. I mean, I I, I get it. I think that he has he has a lot of appeal. It's like I guess it's just like see, seeing is believing maybe a little bit with him. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, pretty much every time we've seen him ever, he's been pretty terrible. Oh, every I, I was a, I was a huge Bradford hater before yeah, this season. I, know. I mean, and she, I, I've written I've written an article like I wrote an article that was titled last season why the St. Louis before last season why the St. Louis Rams should get rid of Sam Bradford. Like he's he's been horrendous. This is completely a play on that Chip Kelly offense against one of the worst defenses that in in the NFL. The, the, literally, the only thing that's really making me hesitate about this matchup is that there's that new the new coaching staff in Atlanta that they something might happen to that defense where they're better. Like that it's a defensive minded coach. A de- like like something could change. But but from what what I've seen, I mean, from what we've seen in the preseason, from from everything. I mean, this matchup is it's gold. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I don't don't get me wrong. I love Palmer. I think, you know, Palmer could easily be a top 5 guy also. I, no, and I I love like uh I have one uh tournament lineup uh with like four Eagles in it. Mhm. So I mean I I get it. I, no, I'm sorry. Three Eagles and two Falcons. So I, I'm using I'm using Bradford in, in cash games this week. Yeah, like, see, that's I, I, I'm I'm confident in that. I was going to ask you because that's the that's the litmus test, especially for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm using him in I'm using him in cash games over on DK with with Rogers. God, you're going to be. And then I think I think Fanduel the plays are Tyrod because you get that flexibility. You get more flexibility by going min price on mm. Fanduel. Mm-hmm. I'd go Tyrod and probably Rogers as well. You're gonna be sweating so hard on Monday night. It just, just oh, it's gonna be awful, man. Take take off your shirt, like get. That's a- the thing. That's that's what sucks more is that I know I'm not gonna be in the money going into Monday night because of Bradford and because of my exposure to to that offense. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna, yeah, and uh, just just everybody pray for JJ if Bradford comes out, drops back, and throws a pick, you know, for a touch, pick six right off. Yeah, or or his leg just falls off. Uh no, 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 no. Don't frightening. I don't frightening. Want to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, all right, this next one's at James Dranko TV. Thinking, thinking with LaFell on the pup, Chandler might be worth a flyer opposite Gronk. Drop Donald or Rudolph to take a shot. No. Scott Chandler, baby. I say yes just because it's Scott Chandler. Oh, well, you're right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I, I remember last year in the Apex League, I, I played, I streamed Scott Chandler one week, and he, he had one catch, and it was for a touchdown. And I remember... I, I I DM'd Evan Silva and I bragged about it. <laughs> like just just bragged it. He had like one catch for 19 yards in the touchdown. That's a, that's a jerk it, move. It was awesome. Uh, uh, this, what's up? Just real quick, uh, Danny Amendola in that game. That's all I'm saying, guys. Yeah, Danny Amendola just watched. he was he was a, a 15 transactions guy this week. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, the next one is at MD. Oh my gosh, this is not good. At M. Deshenis 17. Oh, disaster. Terrible. Am I wrong to think Danny Amendola is the most overlooked PPR play <laughs> week one? Are you serious? Oh, that's nice. Man, that's incredible. Good no, just, just, so, just so people know, I'm the one, obviously, who's reading the questions from our Twitter account. So Denny had no idea that that was coming. No, I just wanted to get that out there because we were just talking about the Patriots. But I think it's meant to be. Danny Amendola is about to go nuts. I, I Look, I'm starting him in uh, two redraft leagues. Yeah, I'm I'm very cool with that, especially PPR leagues. Yeah. I mean, he's the number two receiver there, and they're going to destroy the Steelers. Oh, the hate the hate narrative. I like I like the reverse jinx, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Oh, come on. Their Steelers are terrible. <laughs> I know they're terrible. Stop. This, this next one is. This isn't even a question, but I thought it was really funny. This is at Beaver BKR. He said, "At Costco, need corn recommendations." <laughs> Oh, that was pretty good. If I actually knew anything about corn, I would give you recommendations. 
The next one's at Salvage Phoenix. He said, need to drop two for defense and kicker week one. Who do you drop? Okay, let me just read you these guys. Ryan Matthews, Brashad Perriman, Ruben Randall, Brandon Coleman, Ronnie Hillman, James Jones. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, I mean, Hillman. Yeah, I'm not really into, like, the handcuff. Like, I, he might have a role, but it's going to be so unpredictable unless C.J. Anderson goes down. Uh, also, it's like, because when I tuned into a certain large network uh, last night and checked out the latest fantasy segment, <laughs> I saw that James Jones was now the number one receiver in Green Bay. Mm. So that's yeah, right, interesting. Right. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I yeah, I mean, I don't mind dropping James. James Jones. I mean, what is is James Jones going to res- resume his fluky twenty twelve where he's he, where he caught a touchdown pass every three targets? Right. The only the only reason I would ever ro- I would only roster James Jones in a best ball league because he he might steal touchdowns. That's about it. Yeah. Like that's that's the only. I think Brandon Coleman still has has upside. Ruben Randall obviously has upside because Victor Cruz's timetable. Uh, Brashad Perriman I'm in love with, and then Ryan Matthews obviously you don't want to. Yeah, don't you don't want to drop. Uh, next one is again from at Beaver BKR, the guy who asked you about Costco. He said Spiller if healthy, he's not healthy. We know that now. So it's it's McFadden or Vereen at flex in a PPR league. Vereen, yeah, I'm I'd go Vereen also. Next one is Doodle Doodle Bear David. He said with with a free age agent auction budget, still stream off waivers or should I have two quarterbacks and tight ends? And he has, and then he says that he has Tannehill and, and Martellus Bennett right now. Mm-hmm. So, That's right I mean, at tight end, you definitely don't need to have another tight end. I, I I play only in free agent auction budget leagues, and I I only roster one quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Just get them for you can oftentimes. The thing is that that goes overlooked. A huge reason why streaming can work and why it exists is because the need for quarterback is so low that there aren't teams out there that are going to the waiver wire to pick up a quarterback. It just doesn't happen. Like, there there are guys that are just, you know, they look at Matt Ryan in their lineup every week, and they're like, okay, I'm going to play him, even even regardless of matchup because of his name. So it's just, you know, I think because of that, there are a lot of quarterbacks available. Uh, this one is from at Jim Sanis. He's a, a, a great dude over at Number Fire. Uh, he said, future JJ needs a babysitter for his kids. Does he stream Jake Ballard the tight end or Jake Ballard from Scandal? Which was a, you don't watch Scandal, do you? Dan? No, I, I, I'm I'm out on this question. I know. So there's a guy in Scandal whose whose name is Jake Ballard. Like his his he's his name. He's like a very good looking man, mm-hmm. and he's see. I would I would want the tight end to be watching my kids because this guy is he's he's flaky. You don't know what he's about. He's also a murderer. Well, there you go. I, I bet you Jake Ballard the tight end is not a murderer. I bet you you're. Oh, I don't. He he murders some ACLs. Oh, uh, sorry, that was me. Too much. Uh, this next one at John underscore T four K Ryan Matthews or Bolden Anquan Bolden at flex this week. That's tough. That's a tough one. That's tough if it's, because if it's a PPR league, I think I would go Bolden. The Niners game is so ugly. Oh God. Yeah, I just you know we don't know what I I, I like Matthews this week. He's going to be in my start as a start running back in my start sit column. But yeah, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm cool with whatever you say, Denny. We'll go with. You know, just because of just because of the the likely game flow, game script in the Eagles game, and the fact that you know he's not he's not just a backup to Demarco Murray. I mean, he's he's going to be involved. I actually I have to go with, with Matthews. It wouldn't shock me to see him get ten touches. Okay. 
That's fair. All right, we'll go with him. Uh, this is at FF Jedi. He said, in a PPR dynasty league, better tight end to stream week one and during the season. Scott Chandler, Josh Hill, Crockett Gilmore. Yeah, week one. Uh... Just basically, who would you rather have this season? It's uh, down to Crockett Gilmore or Josh Hill. Yeah, I mean, Gilmore. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, at Sean Summers, he said, who to start alongside Jesus in my super flex league? Bortles, Dalton, or Fitz? I own all four, no starter, starters available on wire. Dalton. Yeah, for sure. Next one, at Poppy's MD, my team is Dolphins heavy and will have trouble at the bye. What about offering Landry for John Brown? I'd rather have John Brown. Would you? I would, yeah. I don't even like Jarvis Landry, um, but I would rather have Jarvis Landry on my team than John Brown. But if you feel this way, it's okay. But, you can you can trade. But seriously, you guys, don't don't freak out about bye weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. just relax about bye weeks. I, I do feel – I mean, I get the feeling of being uncomfortable, though, when you're too invested in one offense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it's totally, it totally is, is valid, especially whenever they have a, a, a rough matchup. You're kind of screwed. Um, next one at Bryant ATC said rank for week one streamer. Would you play Minnesota's defense at San Francisco green Bay at Chicago, which we should have talked about earlier or Tampa Bay versus Tennessee. Uh, Tampa for me. And you're right. Green Bay does make is The thing is green Bay is on the road. Exactly. So, right. and I know, look, I know the bears are probably going to be bad. I know Jay Cutler is a turnover machine sent from the future to throw interceptions, but, um, <laughs> you know, he it's still it's 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 on the road i just I, sh- I just tend to shy away yeah i mean i would say i would love green bay if alshon doesn't play oh yeah that does make a difference yeah i would say i i would probably le- i would uh i would i would lean green bay if alshon doesn't play that's my my take next one at jonathan s foyer who should i start in flex andre ellington or oh spiller's out now so you're starting andre ellington there you buddy. go jonathan boom God just made your choice for you. Uh, at it's time for Timmy. Most important tool created by man: corn on the cob holders or the butter boy? Uh, corn on the cob freaking holders. How into corn on the cob holders are you? I I'm I'm very into them. I, I, can I tell you how how white I am? Just for a minute. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Melissa's family, my wife's family, is is Greek, and um, you know they enjoy the occasional corn. So when we were dating back in the, you know, during the second Clinton administration, uh, <laughs> right, right. we, um, <laughs> we, we had a, there was a cookout. Denny's like 25 years old and has been, has been with his wife since he was for like 20 years. I'm 32. And yeah, we've been together for 15 years. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, and so there's corn, right? So, so I, I get a, I get an ear of corn obviously. And I come over to Melissa and I was like, so where, where are the corn holders? She goes, the what? I was like, oh man, the corn. How do you hold your freaking corn? How do you hold it? I don't understand. And With your fingers, bro. I've never seen. So I've I've never seen any, anyone eat corn before that without corn holders. Do you want to? Do you want to know a secret about me? Yeah. When I eat corn on the cob, which I'm not super into it, but it's okay. <laughs> when I eat it, I'm I am i am one of those people that cut it off. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like use the knife and I cut it off, and you get those little clumps of corn. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't like when it gets stuck in my teeth, bro. Oh no! Yeah, no, that's that is suboptimal. 
Yeah, I just uh, don't. I don't like that feeling. And then, especially if you're not at home and you can't like go run upstairs and get floss or something. Yeah. To like get it out. Um. Uh. So I, just to finish the corn holder story. So Melissa one day came over to my house when we were having corn, and she saw she saw the uh, the holders, and she thought that they were decorations. <laughs> she was like, "Oh," she was like, "You know," to my mom. She was like, "Oh, Mrs. Carter, these are these are very cute corn decorations." <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you? Are you like an immigrant from Greece? What, like, you, you, you grew up here. I don't understand. <laughs> why, why don't you understand these corn holders? Yeah, so anyway. that's amazing. That's incredible. Uh, the next one is at the FF Italian. He said, Cam or Carson? I'm so conflicted as Rex Ryan on my QBs. Carson. Carson all day long. Yeah. Cam's a sit this week. Cam is Yeah. This is at Bob Mahalik. He said, pick one tight end for week one. Allen, Dwayne Allen, Richard Rodgers, Ben Watson, or Ladarius Green. Did I see that Green is injured? I don't know. I thought that I saw that. Um, I actually would go Richard Rodgers. I would probably go Dwayne Allen. So we didn't. Wow, we didn't really? We didn't, yeah. Dude, he's a touchdown machine. Oh. I think I would. I think I'd go there. Okay. Um, this is at hide from friends. He said, I hear Denny created equity store scores just to make himself feel better about being picked last for every game of pickup. Is this true? <laughs> oh, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> every, every, every game. of pick- Oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, no, I was last in, in, in most, in most sports, but not in basketball. I you were was a good basketball player. I was the Jeff Hornacek of my middle. Okay. All right. I can see that. Um, I can I just, see that. I just sat out on the wing. I played no defense. Um, just shot threes from the wing. So I was I was the Sean Kemp. You <laughs> were oh, I just it, I just I just I just truck stuck. Yeah. Stuck so people. you were like you were like a giant though among among kids, right? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like the freak height person. I was tall. I was always like in the ninetieth percentile height wise though. Yeah. And I was and I'm a bigger dude, so it was just yeah. My, it was my, easy easy to be Sean Kemp. My shorts today are still shorter than Jeff Hornacek's. Oh. Okay. I can't believe that you wear short shorts. What one of your one of your two pairs of gym shorts? Uh, yeah, one of my two. Uh, they are they are they are pretty pretty short. Let's put it this way: when I take the trash out wearing those, I get some looks. Yeah, only only positive looks, like like near 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 whistling at you. Yeah, uh, well, I think people think that they've been transported back to 1981. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh my god, that guy just came through a, a wormhole, and he's yeah. he's now in the future. That's I got cool. you. Uh, this is the same guy at hide, hide from friends. I just accepted a trade to get Lacey for Randall Hilton and Walker while writing an ethics paper. Am I a bad person? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Wow. I thought that was solid. Next one at La Chupacabra. He says having hard time starting Jay Brown. Can you name some players you'd start over him? Landry Marshall Tate. Jay- I don't know why you would have a hard time starting John Brown this week. Yeah, no, John Brown is is a solid play. Yeah, he's like a top twenty wideout this week. Yeah, uh, uh, I have a I have a guest real quick if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, I we have to get Xavier into one podcast this early this season because so can yeah. you say hi JJ. Hey JJ. Hey Xavier, who are you streaming this week? Say Ben Watson. Ben Watson. Yeah, that's a good choice, man. That's a very good choice. Who's your Who's your quarterback streamer this week? Say Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Dang. He's not going. Getting started early. He's a smart guy. Not going Dalton. Yeah. He's got to go finish up his DFS lineup. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> See ya, Xavier.
always good always good to have the guest on yeah he's the real he's the one who feeds you fantasy advice he does i just yeah i i beg him for advice i'm like xavier please don't take your nap right now tell me right yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta get it out of him uh this next one at b arnold baseball uh he said week one ryan matthews vereen d'angelo or trey mason stop with d'angelo first of all yeah, I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. That Steeler team is going to be so bad. No, wait, what do you mean you don't? D'Angelo Williams is, is I mean, he's he's playable in like an 18-team league. No, I'm not, I'm saying I wouldn't play him ever. <laughs> you love him because he's a Steeler. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> even like him. I was just joking. I do, who would you, Ryan, so it's Ryan Matthews or Vereen because Trey Mason might not even play and Matthews. he's playing Seattle. Matthews. All right, I'm, I'm cool with Matthews. Hillman or C-Mike as a bench stash? This is at TD May. I mean, the C Mike trutherism. I don't know. I mean, Hillman. I would go. I would go C Mike. Oh, I'm I'm, dude, I'm not even a truther. They I'm not a truther. They got to you. It's like I'm not even a truther. It, this is completely, completely opportunity based. Completely upside based. The the running backs in Dallas are so putrid. If if he even remotely shows anything, you never know what can happen. But isn't he? Whereas, Ronnie Hillman has a legitimate running back in front of him. Isn't he bad though? Isn't Christopher? No, he might. Yeah, he might be pretty bad. I don't really care though. Like, let's just see what happens. That's what the flyers for. I think he's a perfect bench flyer. Like the 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 perfect guy in a deep league to just throw on your bench and just wait and see. I feel like you've been taken over. Like your body has been taken over by Christian Michael Truthers. You know what? Sam Bradford's going to be the best quarterback this week. <laughs> oh, oh, we just stepped it up to number one. All right, number one. Uh, this next one's a really good one. At B Arnold Baseball, rank the summer outdoor games: bocce, can jam, or cornhole. Uh, cornhole clearly. Yeah, cornhole's number one. Are you good? Are you good at cornhole? Um, I'm pretty good. I, I have uh, what I what I like to call the flop shot. Uh, where okay. it's like a, it's like a, a lofted wedge type shot that you hit in golf. Oh, so you you throw it high? It goes real high and it lands soft. You know. I got you. So, um, but. You know, usually like six beers in, that the uh, that stops working. Right. Yeah. Um, naturally. But I, and then I would say bocce and then can jam. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. All right, I'm with you there. We should play we should play in a cornhole tournament sometime. I think we should just film like a whole twenty minute game and put it online. Yeah, I'm down. Totally down. Uh, this is, we should have a contest to see to have two people fly out to a neutral location and play us in cornhole. <laughs> I think I think people would be into it. I, I think so too, and I'm sure the the contest would be sponsored immediately by by like GMC or something. That'd be cool. I I have just so you know, I'm looking right now at my Miami Dolphins cornhole boards. Ooh, so man, we can do that. This next one's at Lake Two QBs. Rather stash Devontae Parker or Funchess given a shallow bench non PPR with Dez Julio and Stevie also on the roster. Parker. I'm, I I love Parker, but I think that I would rather go Funches just because of the immediate opportunity. I love Parker though. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. Makes sense. Uh, next one is at NPAL FF. Which player will have the the largest swing in value from today until next Tuesday? That's that's a good question. Mm. I'm going to say, hmm. Is that what kind of value? Is that just I'm assuming just like the way people are viewing them. Like in season long, I guess. I mean, because if it's if it's price point related, from a DFS standpoint, it's got to be Devonte Adams. Yeah, for sure. Because he's gonna be. I mean, he's gonna be used, and he's very cheap right now. I I kind of think that a guy like Owen Daniels could just could become like a hundred percent owned by next week. 
Yeah, because he's not he's not even close right now. Yeah, that's that's not a not a bad one at all. Um, the next one is at Crimson six eight seven fourteen teamer. Did I mess up? Ended up only with Mariota and Ty God as my only week one QB options. Yeah, that's a little dicey. That's a little dicey, but you can play a Tyrod. Yeah, yeah. Next one at Chris Wolf Wolf Twit. Oh, at Chris Wolf Twit. <laughs> okay, maybe that's it. Better value for flex and PPR: Rashad Jennings, Alfred Morris, Danny Amendola. Amendola. Yeah, if we're talking this week, I'm okay with Andy Do- a- 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 Andy Dola. That's his name. Yeah. That's his name. That is his name. Next one at Jimmy Rad thirteen. Looking for cheap Fanduel GPP wide receivers. Thoughts on Hankerson, Royal, Charles Johnson, Aguilar, or any other recommendations? We we mentioned Devonte Adams. He should be he should be in every cash lineup that you make this week. Yes. Uh, who who else was in that list? Eddie Royal is a good a good look if if Alshon doesn't oh. go. Even even if Alshon goes, I think he's a decent look. I mean, if Alshon doesn't play, Royal's getting a dozen targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's locked into to my lineups. Mm-hmm. Um, this is at Deck Twit. What what is with these Twit uh, handles? Let's keep going with them. Okay, question one: Cap or Dalton Week One in a six-point passing touchdown redraft league? Remember, yeah. don't worry about the six-point per touchdown pass leagues. Yeah, Dal- Dalton or Cap. Dalton, yeah. Yeah. Cap Cap didn't even hit my radar in terms of streaming yeah. this week. No. Not against that Vikings defense. Not even against like any defense. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be hard to figure out where to play him. And 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 uh uh Medi Bridge Meder is not a great play either. Yeah. This next one is at Grongankel. He said, Would you drop Matt Jones for Duke Johnson in a standard league? Yes. Yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah. Same guy. I prefer C. Michael or Dion Lewis as an end of bench stash in a PPR league. All right, the truthers win. Michael, I would see this is where I would go. Dion Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I I want to see. I I think that he has an opportunity to take that to take that Vereen role for whatever that means. But if he's, I mean, if he gets volume in a PPR league, I think that he can be a good flex option. All right, I'm just saying. Next one is at Ducalion. Based on Vegas numbers, attention to Julio and Roddy banged up. Do you think Hankerson can have a big game as a week one second flex? Sure. Yeah. I, I really like him, yeah. Yeah, next one is at low... Okay, at... I'm going to say this wrong because it's it's at low rape 23. Eesh. That's not that's not correctly... But that's how it looks. Low, low era... Low era ep. 23 we'll say okay we'll go with that decker ruben randall or kendall wright for a third wide receiver start oh uh randall man i i i, I kind of love randall right now i like all three of those options this week in a, in a ppr league like i like or in general i shouldn't say in a ppr uh decker brandon marshall could get hayden treatment which is great for decker you have Randall. I think Randall's a great option. And I also think Kendall Wright's a really good option for, from a volume standpoint. I do um, too. I do too. I just, I think that I, I I mean I'm a Randall apologist anyway. So but but I just think in that game I th- I really like Randall. Yeah, that's fine. We can say Randall. Next one is at a underscore dot underscore zero. Who do I play if Ertz can play a week one? Him or Delaney Walker? I go Delaney all day yeah, long. Yeah, I mean Ertz has you know he doesn't. He doesn't run many routes. I don't know. So he's one of the most overrated players in fantasy football, and 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 has been since he entered the league. Yeah, super super overrated. Brent Selleck might even outscore him this year. Sure, I mean, why not? 
Yeah. At that should have been my one of my uh, oh, bold predictions. Oh. That would have been one of the most random bold predictions ever, though. But it would have set people on fire. You would have killed. Yeah, them. for sure, for sure. At North R O P J R. Everyone in my twelve team league took two quarterbacks. I drafted Stafford late. Should I stay with him or waiver Palmer or Bridgewater? I'm very confused by that. Yeah, me too. Because if it's a twelve team league where everyone took two quarterbacks, why is Carson Palmer and Teddy Bridgewater on the waiver wire. See, I think sometimes I, when people say everybody took two quarterbacks. Yeah, it's like that, four. I think that means like, yeah, like six maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean like if those guys are like the top of your waiver wire, I mean I might pick up Palmer now if you have space just because of what could happen week one and he's not going to be on the waiver wire I mean, after week one. I would drop Stafford for Palmer right now. Yeah, I would play Palmer over Stafford too. Yeah. Faux show. Next one is at Maddie Matt E. He said, along with Ty God and Jesus, which Holy Ghostish NFL quarterback completes the faithful streamers fantasy trinity? <laughs> That's a good tweet. Good tweet. Oh man, who would be the third quarter? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah, no Fitz. Yeah, he has. He even has like a like a disciples beard. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's not even not even close for me. Uh, so that's the Holy Trinity mm-hmm. of, of of the Holy Fantasy Trinity is Ty God, Alex, Jesus, Smith, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm glad they're not all white. Yeah. Next one is at Jera Kosick. Could you please rank the following week one flex in a 12-team standard? Ivory, Macklin, Andre Johnson. Standard. I would say... Wait, what? Macklin? No, Ivory, Macklin, Andre Johnson are the three. How would you rank them? Oh, so so Macklin, Ivory, uh, and then John uh, and Andre. I would probably go Ivory before Macklin just because of the standard aspect. On start. There's a t- tough matchup for the Chiefs. Uh, next one is Books31. Do you play Crowell, Golden Tate, Jeremy Macklin, or John Brown for flex and half-point PPR? I, I go John Brown. Yep. Same guy. Standard. For running backs, Woodhead or Ryan Matthews? It's standard. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. And for three wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, Landry, or Cooks. So it's basically probably coming down to Landry or Cooks. You play Cooks. Yeah. Yeah, you bench Landry there. Ducalion. Who's? Ruben Randall or Duke Johnson in Flex this week. Randall, my God. Yeah, Randall. Sorry. Faux show. Just... Next one. I've said faux show twice in this podcast. Yeah, getting that's, out of that's control. The, the, first, the first time I've ever said that on the podcast, and I just said it twice. Delete the pod. Yeah, deleted it twice. Uh, this next one is at Andrew Schmidt twenty four. Would you trade Eli Funchess in the Jets defense for Romo and Miami's defense? That's such a weird trade. It's such a weird trade, <laughs> but I would not do that because you're getting rid of you're getting rid of Funchess. For, yeah, there's no reason to do that. The, I, the The trading of defenses is mind blowing. The only thing, the only thing, like I can get behind trading for Miami's defense. I actually can't. What? Come stop it! No, I'm serious. Danny. Their first, their first Wait. six matchups are are gold. Like you're not you're not moving them out of your lineup. So if you if you uh, covet them so much, that means that you you think they're going to be kind of like the Chiefs in 2013. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. All right. Hey, if, if more power to you, I just I just cannot imagine. But I'm not I'm not I'm not saying like okay like don't give up Devin Funches for them. Yeah, yeah. Like like give like I'm you know it's a it's a just give up like a random. Like low upside backup, like Cole Beasley, 
Like just give up Cole Beasley for the for the no. Dolphins defense. I, I I would say you know at minimum OBJ for the for the Dolphins. <laughs> well, he's gonna regress. So yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be some regression. So naturally, you should give up he's Odell gonna, back over the Dolphins yeah, defense. He's gonna regress to zero touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this last one uh, at fantasy underscore duck sexy flexi Cooks Charles Johnson or Woodhead Cooks. Yeah, Cooks. And then what are your thoughts on Tevin Coleman? I mean, he's the starter, right? He is the starter. I don't like him in week one, though. Is he supposed to play three downs? Yeah, I mean, like, I think there's going to be more rotation there. There's a lot. I mean, you don't you just, you just don't know enough about how that offense is going yeah. to operate with him in the backfield to the point where you're going to just play him week one in a, in a normal league. I mean, you probably draft him as, what, your RB4? Maybe. More than five. likely? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe even five, so... You know, in, in casual leagues and not, you know, 12 teams or or, or smaller, yeah. I don't see any reason to play Tevin Coleman because the Eagles' defense, can, they can stop the run. Can. So, I'm just, I'm not really that. I love, to, I'm Team Tevin, though. So. I know, yeah, you you have been since, like, February. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about, about his opportunity. That's because Devontae Freeman is terrible at football. Thank God. Your, your Freeman jihad is out of control. Yeah, yeah. All right, Denny, that's it for the podcast. That's week cool. one. Done with week one. Why don't, t- in the books. It's finished. We did it. And it, a little over an hour, but we got a lot of questions. So let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, at CDCarter13 on the Twitter. Um, check out DraftDayConsultants.com. We have a DFS newsletter uh, that's going to be put out each week uh, by uh, TJ Hernandez and Rich Rebar, who I think are two of the best when it comes to DFS. So check it out at draftdayconsultants.com. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely very very strong. And Rich, Rich just published uh, his his week yeah. one uh, column over at Roto World. Very happy for him yeah, uh, to yeah. finally get. Like you said earlier, you remember you remember what was your tweet again? Yeah, I, I'm old enough to remember when yeah, Rich yeah. Bar was a was a secret in the industry. Right, right. It was it's amazing. We bring him up like four times on each podcast. Yeah, he's he's pretty much like a third co-host who's not. Here. He, he is. He's just not here. It's just the ghost of Rich that is just always kind of around. He he surrounds yeah. our podcast. His spirit is definitely here yeah. all the time ghost rich is sitting right next to me drinking a beer right right yeah i mean he's he he kind of completes the trio though i mean he like i if if we had if if we didn't spit so many hot takes he could just be a third co-host well i mean when you when you fire me he's he's definitely oh oh 100 <laughs> percent. yeah that's already we're already talking contracts right uh, it's already happening my heart <laughs> anyway all right, guys. Uh, I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me on Twitter at Late Round QB, uh, and then go over to Number Fire because I finally am doing the weekly stuff. I got the 15 transactions column done on Tuesday, which was a, it's a blast. It's a, such a fun column to write because people care about it, and it's nice to have people care. Um, and then the I'm gonna have my start sit out tomorrow, which is crazy that this yeah. is happening tomorrow is the big day though it's a steelers steeler thursday denny oh boy you are man you are gonna, gonna be, be yeah. gonna be a mess you are just i mean you're already a mess kind of so no but the thing the thing that's good is that when you enter a game as a fan with such low expectations you just it's it's easy to watch hey it's no it's important to go in with low expectations oh i do all the time i'm the most i'm the most pessimistic well, watcher of all time but you you're a typical steelers fan that means i mean <laughs> I, I go to a Steelers bar across the street sometimes to watch games, and, and everybody in there is like, oh, we suck, we suck, we suck. Oh, hey, look, we're up 17 nothing after the first quarter. What do you know? Right. 
Yes, you're playing. Well, I mean, look, we're blessed. We have a very we're I'm, yes. I'm very fortunate to have grown up in a Pittsburgh suburb right. where you just are you learn to pull for sports teams immediately when when you're are birthed. The Steelers, right? The Steelers are, uh, you know, have been bad like like three seasons out of the last fifty. So yeah, I mean, Ben with Ben Roethlisberger since 2004. That's when he entered the league. We haven't had a losing season. Man, that's crazy. Been eight and eight or better every year. You're a jerk. and we've and been to the Super Bowl three times. Oh, I really? Just, I, I was I, I was I was the the guy that just said we. Yeah, we. In saying that, Steeler Nation, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, you're part, right. you're part of the organization. I get it. We might. We. I'm not going to cut this at the end of the podcast, but I definitely should. But I'm just lazy, and I'm not. I'm not going to cut it. Let's just roll with it. The people want. The people want more homerism. I, I just, oh man, it's going to be bad. It's going to be a brutal Thursday. I'm not even going to play. I'm fa- By the way, good strategy. Just fade the Thursday game except, in DFS. Except for Amendola. That's all I'm saying. Just don't, are you are you playing just to play Amendola? Uh, no. Well, I mean, he's so cheap. Oh, Denny. I, 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 look, I'm, I'm not playing Look, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen on in this Thursday game? This is the, the sole reason I'm not playing it is I'm, I'm not even entering game. Like, you know, usually I'll, you know, if I don't like – the Thursday game, I think, you know, if it's going to be low scoring or whatever, I'll just enter games and not and just fade the game. But this game, I'm not even entering Thursday games because Brandon Bolden's going to have like three touchdowns and we're all going to lose money. I don't know, man. I, I, I like this game to go over like 55. So, yeah, but that's, but I feel like it's just going to be because like, there's so many, there's so much random. Why are we even talking about this at the end of the podcast? I'm going to destroy your mentions when Amendola catches the second. Touch. Oh, I'm look, I'm into Amendola. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, if you're, if you're entering the Thursday contest, I feel like you're forced to play Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, he's a, you, you said he's a top two play. Yeah, I know. But, but I'd rather just, I'd rather just not deal with that. And like having like, you don't, and then you're forced to play Gronk. You feel like you need to play Gronk then, and now all of your money is into Tom Brady and Gronk. Because if you don't play not one of those all, guys, wait, you're wait, done. You all of your money. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting all my week one money on 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 Thursday games. Okay. Okay. I'm, I mean your salary to make a lineup. But yeah. Okay. I like Brady Gronk Amendola. I like it. We're gonna. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Are you only entering GPP? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's fair. I just I wouldn't even get close to cash games. No, 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 no. Huge, just big tournaments. That's it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that. All right, guys. That's that's our uh, our DFS talk. (laughs) Talk about the Thursday game for five minutes at the end of a a podcast, making it completely irrelevant because only three people are going to actually listen to that. Hey, if you listen to that, tweet at us. Let us know that you listen through the entire podcast. Yes. Yeah, what's sure. the What's the code word that we should use? Code word is Dola. Dola. D O L A. Hashtag Dola. Mm-hmm. Tweet that at Live the Stream FF because that's where you can find us on Twitter. That's right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in week two. Good luck with your streaming picks and good luck in week one. Win all of your games. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams and as we live.